my parents, their main focus was that I didn't get in trouble with the police. Um, I didn't bring any babies home and just to have a education, but not actually an education in anything and not actually any idea of what kind of career I wanted. So for me, yes, there was a focus on education. So going to school, going to college and going to university, but there wasn't that same sort of structure and guidance of actually, once you get your qualifications and you enter that big wide world of working, what you should actually focus on. So I think for me, part of the reason why I try to be as active as possible in coaching, supporting and mentoring young people is just maybe to give them a little bit of guidance that I never received when I was a child. And I, I came, I come from the era, so as you can see the grey beers, I came from the era where they used to have um, job counsellors and you would go and have meetings with them and they would say, well, I would go in and they would say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I would always say things like, well, I want to work in a bank because I loved how, you know, like men looked in their really smart suits and their bowler hats. And they would always say to me, well, maybe you shouldn't think about working in a bank, maybe more labor or something with your hands like a mechanic. So if someone tells you no, you'd ask why. And so part of my life, I've always tried to to challenge you know people's perceptions of myself also as well of the people who I represent so whether we come from a ethnic minority community whether we come from a BAME community whether people want to label us they also as well sometimes want to put barriers in front of us and that's something that I, I just haven't been raised to to accept so Leaving university, as I mentioned, didn't really have any clear aspirations, didn't really have any clear goals. So I did a gap year. And in this gap year, I entered the, uh, I was lucky and successful to go and work for a pensions company. And during that pensions company, I started building up a lot of experience of being able to engage with people, understanding finance, pensions, mortgages, et cetera, et cetera. That then eventually I started getting pretty good at that. So I decided to actually focus on having a career within the, the financial industry. So uh, high street banks, pension companies, merchant investment companies, and so on and so forth. Um, but during my career, I got to a point where actually I felt that I wanted to do more than just earn money. I wanted to be able to give back to my community and I wanted to be able to help others because that was something that I always had a real passion about. And I had done that quite helping people in the youth group and in the Saturday schools. So um, when I, I got to a point where I felt, you know what, I have to do something more. Like, I, I don't know if it was a spiritual thing or, or but I had you know, I had a sense that my time in the financial industry was going to stop and I needed to do more to go and help my community. Eventually, through going through different various jobs, one of my friends actually said, you should try to um, work in the civil service. Now, I must admit the civil service for me back in those days were mostly upper class, middle class, white men, bowler hats, suits. And I couldn't really see me 
fitting into that kind of an environment or being welcomed. But same thing again, I'm putting a barrier in front of myself, not knowing whether I'd be welcomed or not and feeling that I wouldn't be. So the, the challenge to myself was, was actually to go and find out and actually at least attempt to do that. And I, I, I put myself forward, I joined an agency and I had the luck um, to actually be accepted by the agency and be placed in the, at that time, was the Department for Schools, Children and Families. And I could have, I probably got some of the title wrong in the wrong way. But that was my first entry into the civil service. So roughly about 12 years ago. And I must admit, from then, I was very surprised about how diverse the amount of people were in the civil service. But one of the things I was really pleased was that I could find a place where I could actually earn money, but also as well give something back to not only my community, but to the wider society in the UK. Mm. The next thing after that, though, was starting at the bottom how do you end up working your way eventually to the top? Now, I'm definitely not at the top, um, but what I wanted to make sure that I did was that I didn't just once again accept people's perceptions or barriers placed upon me. So I was always challenging whether working with line managers, the working with other teams, always looking for opportunities to be able to highlight, shine, or, or, or my, my current existing skills at that time, or learn new skills. So very much about that, if people don't push you, you should push yourself and you should look for opportunities to continue to progress. And progression doesn't always have to mean moving upgrades or moving different roles. Progression can be how you progress in your confidence of self, how you can progress with how you um, develop your skills and strengths, how you progress by actually being able to do some self-reflection and analyzing where maybe some of your weaknesses are and putting things in place, whether training, mentoring, support, reading, further research to build up those other weaknesses so that you have a more wider strength base. Eventually, and I, and I won't go into too much detail, just continuing to look for opportunities, um, networking. I think networking is a really good skill and finding opportunities that where I could be able to demonstrate the skill sets that were required to continue to move up. So things around being able to be articulate, understanding briefing, um, being able to work well with people, strong engagement and leadership and these were certain skills that I didn't realise were the things that were actually required in the civil service. I thought it was more just about how you looked. Once again, coming from a place where I did not do enough research. So as I said to people, one of the weaknesses that you can build on is if you have an interest in something, make sure you research as much as you possibly can, because as they say, knowledge is power. Eventually, as I said, I, I've, I've managed to work my way up to um, an assistant director role where I manage multiple teams um, and also as well, large groups of people. Uh, I love the job. I have the opportunity, as I said, to give back to society. So as we all know, currently because of COVID, a number of businesses are suffering, which means that the environment is also as well 
continually to drop down because some businesses can't afford to keep people certain groups of people employed. So part of the role that I do is working out ways that we can assist those businesses, um, whether with grants or loans or, or access to different opportunities that might help them stay in business longer, which hopefully then means it improves the region where those businesses are based and also as well at least helps keep a, a percentage of people employed. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that there. I do apologise, Matilda, you probably have more questions to um, ask me. No, no, that's fine. I think it was more informative, uh, informative though. And so I think you, one of the things you, you said, uh, it was again, you know, um, job counsellors, but I think that was maybe back then, right? And again, uh, so th those counsellors kind of, you know, decided what you thought they thought would be, you know, best fit for you isn't it and I, I could I don't know maybe that yeah. was my own perspective uh, my own interpretation as well so I think right from that time you could see the barriers isn't it so not just that self yeah. barriers from you know being confident and so on but you could see kind of uh, societal barriers is it is that how you yes it at that time okay yeah yeah for definite um you know people have a perception of of uh people whether because of the school that they've gone to or the college or the university people have a perception of you maybe on the grades that you have or don't have people have a perception of you with how you look and how you sound mm. um and and once again like for me it's more about understanding what if there's something that you want to do, it's more about understanding how you can get in in comparison to allowing people to tell you no. Um, and as I said, trying to put barriers in front of you. I think there's two things we all do. Part of that is we put certain barriers upon ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then I think also as well, there's barriers that other people put on us. And I think one of the one of the benefits of a platform like yours or through mentoring or coaching, it gives people that opportunity to hopefully whittle down or break down some of those barriers because now you're speaking to people who are invested in you. And I think that's the difference between where my journey came from. I didn't really have anyone that was invested in me. And so it was very difficult to articulate that time what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay, um, we'll any questions from anyone? Lucy? Okay, yeah. Honestly, I'm, I'm not intimidating and I won't bite. So <laughs> okay. please feel free to ask any Okay, um, so we, we just move to the next one. So uh, so now, what, what options mm -hmm. are available out there now, talking about now, to help you, you know, young adults get into the civil what options are there? So there are there are a number of options, Matilda, and I, I must admit at the moment they're improving. Um, usually on a on a I'd say on a monthly basis. So there's a couple there's a couple of already existing schemes to give young people opportunities to get into the civil service. So there's three main programs. You can do like uh, depending on your age, you can do a work experience 
where you come into a particular department for about a week. Um, it's a bit difficult at the moment, as I said, because of COVID. So it's a bit difficult online. But eventually, when we come out of the lockdown and people start returning to the offices, we will be reinstating the work experience program. The other one is the summer intern diversity program. Um, and you can look up all of this on Google as well. We have all of this on our on our various gov.uk websites. So the work experience is a bit harder because usually you have to go directly to the department and it depends on the individual department um, if they have enough budget to then, for example, do the work experience and pay for that person's like, expenses. Mm -hmm. But with the summer diversity internship, you can apply for that online. It's aimed at uh, students who come from an ethnic minority background to give them the opportunity to work in a civil service department for two weeks. So there's funding available. So that means also as well as I mentioned that their expenses are paid for. So it's usually like travel, um, but then also as well, there's opportunities to then come in and not just experience, not actually to do work. So, you know, you get a laptop, you get someone who will support you, show you different things, introduce you to different people and just give you the opportunity to understand how the civil service works and how the civil service works with wider government. So it's a really good sort of uh, uh, opportunity to just get like a, a sample of what, you know, working for the civil service can be. The third option is the civil service fast stream. So for those people on your platform who are currently in university, if they're interested in maybe after they receive their university um, results, if they're interested in entering the civil service, then the civil service fast stream is a really great way of giving an introduction. And that's also as well, not only one, not only one of the ways to come into the civil service, but it's also as well a talent program because it's looking to find the future leaders of the civil service. So in other words, it's really focused on supporting anyone who's successful with the tests, a three-year talent development program to help them fast track into management. Okay, then. Uh, so I think that my question would be, right, so these are the three main ones, right? So the civil set fast uh, mm -hmm. track one is, you know, for those who are just finishing the year. So that's the fast stream. Yeah. yeah. So um, what if, um, so for those, for those who maybe have finished for quite a number of years, um, so can they still apply through that scheme as well? Oh, what, so if they had left university and then maybe gone into another form of employment, could they apply? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah, or maybe they've been looking for, you know, uh, their career path for a long time. They've not been able to. Can they apply mm -hmm. as well? Yeah, yes. So they can apply. I mean, as I said, for that, as long as you have a university um, degree, you can apply. So even if you're not straight out of university, and as you said, maybe you've taken a career break or, or maybe you've gone into another, a form of employment and then you've decided to try the civil service 
yes, you can apply. There's, there's, there's um, two times you can apply per year. Um, and usually they're sort of uh, around that sort of university leaving time, around the summertime, sorry, around September time, or if not earlier, earlier in the year. But as I said, if you if, if you look up Farstream, Civil Service Farstream, they've got a dedicated website which provides all of the information. Um, it talks uh, about the tests that you can take, and also as well the kind of the kind of opportunities that people can do. There's also another website as well, and I do apologise. So the other option for those who may not want to do the work experience, those who may not want to do the summer diversity intern programme or the fast stream, in other words, they want to apply directly into the civil service, I would advise people understand the application forms. It gives some tips on interview advice and understanding behaviours. Okay, I think I've got two questions. I think Tony, Tony is raising up his hand. Mm -hmm. Tony, do you want to ask your question? Tony. Okay. You might not realize they're on mute. Oh, okay. On mute. Can, can you on Matilda, mute? I did see a question. I did see a question pop up in the chat as well. Yes. So, uh, okay, let me just read that. Why? Um, so, how easy is it for someone to move from one local authority to another? Oh. oh. So if they're already employed by a local authority and they're thinking about moving into the civil service, is that what you mean? Sorry, yes. Uh, yes. So there's also as well secondment. I think I'm breaking the... I can't hear. I couldn't hear anything. Is it just me? Like we can't hear. Okay, well, we'll just wait for him to come back on. Justin. I think he's gone offline. Justin. Sorry, can I can I say something? Yeah, fine, sorry. Hi, yeah, so hello, my name's Brian Stanislas. Um, me and Justin, we, we work together. That, that person may be interested in, I would always say HR. <laughs> hey, it's breaking up, I think. Yeah, breaking up. And Okay, do you want to go, uh, do you want to continue what you're saying, Brian? Right. I'm not sure if it's me, but someone's internet, yeah. Hello, Justin. Hi, Tony. Justin, it's Brian Stanislas. Hello, Justin. I think he said he was charging his phone. 
Right, okay. Maybe I'm both not of them are on mute, Matilda. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, so I'll just put something in the chat. Basically, I'm the product manager of the Civil Service Careers website. One of the things I was going to add on is we do have apprenticeships, civil service apprenticeships for younger people. So they can apply for a level three, which is um, GCSE or level, no, actually, sorry, level three is A-level apprenticeships and departments are actually advertising those. Um, and also we've got level four and apprenticeships above that. So what I'll do, I'll put the website in the chat, but you know, on the LinkedIn post, I already put the website in the LinkedIn post as well. Okay. Um, but that actually has information about departments, professions, and ways to join the civil service, which include Fastream, SDIP, EDIP, and all the other parts. Mm -hmm. But what I've done is put all this kind of career supporting guidance information in one website. Yep. So that's the official um, civil service careers website. I'll put the link into the chat here. Please. Um, I have a question. Go on. Hi, I'm ha happy Hiya. to answer. Um, one of my question was, um, what opportunity um, do you give for youngsters like my like myself who is 21 who's who's thinking to go to other careers such as nursing um like would they need also to do like i heard that you guys uh, you said that you mentioned about um the what's it called level three thing i, I forgot level three um what's it called apprenticeship <laughs> Yes, that's the only thing that you uh, you provide for young people. No, sorry, sorry, Jasmine. Do you want me to carry on talking about apprenticeships for a second? Hello, yeah. Justin. Right. So basically, civil service has apprenticeships. Yeah, I step right. That's fine. Yep. So I keep going. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, sorry. So hi, Justin. Good evening. Um, um, right, so civil service uh, departments advertise apprenticeships which go from level three, um, which will be A-level apprenticeships. Some departments even advertise level two, which are um, GCSE-level apprenticeships, even though they're a lot rarer. Um, and the apprenticeships go to level four, foundation degree, um, level five, which, well, actually level four is diploma, level five is foundation degree, level six is bachelor's degree, and level seven is a master's degree. So the civil service departments are advertising those. And if you go onto the link I've sent you in the chat for civil service careers website, there's a button on that website which says ways to join. When you hit that ways to join button, the first link on the list is civil service apprenticeships. So everything you need to know about apprenticeships is on that page. Um, the other question, what type of GCSEs do you guys, does the person needs to have? Is it only maths and English or other GCSEs as well? 
Hey, Justin, you want to take it or? No, so uh, I'm happy to take it, take it, Brian, and then just um, jump in. So okay. I, I think it's really also as well based up on what you're actually interested in. So, for example, if you're looking to be a generalist, you're going to at least want to have uh, maths and English because part of it will be maybe admin based where you may be doing briefing or writing. It may be actually uh, it could be somewhere in DWP where it's frontline based, where you actually have to do a lot of engagement, but also as well, you have to take details and have a bit of a, 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 a maths background. So it really does depend on I hope that answers your question. Sorry, I couldn't hear you properly because... Yeah, I think it cut out again, Justin. Right, okay. What I'll do, let me turn off my camera. Can you hear me now? Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. So as I said, it, depend, it depends on the, the work that you're looking to do. So for example, you definitely want to at least have maths and English because there will be, um, if you're a generalist, there will be work where you'll be required to maybe draft. So that may be writing briefing, answering something called um, parliamentary questions, which are questions raised by MPs to departments. You may also as well have to ha do some sort of finance work, so something around budgets. So you definitely want to have maths and English. I hope everyone could hear that. Yep, yeah, it's perfect actually, Justin. The only thing I would add is when people actually go into the civil service job system itself to see vacancies, the vacancy will stipulate the minimum um, educational requirement for the role anyway. So it's not something we can generally say all roles must have a particular qualification, but the job description will definitely say what that minimum qualification requirement is anyway. So you'd have to see a real, uh, a real job description, I think, to make sense out of it. Okay. Okay, thanks for that. Inesh, does that answer your question? And then we'll move to Lucy. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thanks. Lucy. You're on mute. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Matilda, for inviting me, and um, it's really quite informative. And thank you, Justin and Brian, for actually enlightening us about what is available at the civil service. Funny enough, um, many moons ago, I did apply to Fast Stream. But I didn't even hear anything back. I'm going back quite a while now, going about, I don't know, probably going about almost about 20 years now. 20 years? It's not 21, I know. I'm probably just one when I'm five. <laughs> it's yeah. changed a bit now. <laughs> I think so, because then... Um, uh, you know, you put in you're a minority, you're a woman, and I didn't even get a, re a response. I think this is probably about the first, the first, the file stream was just coming out at the time. It was still quite new, so they probably had no idea what they were doing. I just thought, um, I just applied because I was just finishing uni at the time. 
But anyway, I digress. What I was um, asking about was um, what Brian and Justin had mentioned, which I thought was quite interesting about what was available on different levels. Um, I think it was yourself, Brian, you mentioned the um, levels three and levels four. And why I thought that was really interesting was, um, I don't know, you might have seen me moving my mouth. I actually have a little one who is just finishing the GCSEs. And I thought, let me just ask him, what does he know about the civil service? And the first thing he said was, what's that? So, um, right, so, so, so what you need, that link I put in the chat, mm. um, it doesn't just talk about careers in the civil service. It actually gives a little bit of an overview of what is the civil service and mm. also it will break it down to the kind of big departments like you know justin is in business um, energy and industrial strategy department um mm. but there are obviously department for work and pensions and other big departments like the home office so you can get a feel for the big departments but also an understanding of the key professions which make up the civil service but for your um for your young one who's um gcse level mm -hmm. um the reason i was talking about the apprenticeships page is because it also links to apprenticeships.gov.uk from the department for education to give an even more in-depth comprehensive explanation of apprenticeships generally but obviously because we are the civil service my page is focused on the opportunities that the civil service is um, offering and I'll be honest, that level three A-level apprenticeship is gold dust um, because just in terms of the, the pay, because an apprentice to us obviously is a member of staff. So you earn as you learn. Um, and if um, someone was coming in as a level three apprentice, um, say around London region, I think it's around £20,000 a year pay to be trained into having an A-level fully supported by department. So it's a really difficult thing to match anywhere else. Because um, it's hard to, to get um, a big organization to ensure that you've got the best possible education and give you money to get it. Wow. <laughs> is, is, is it full time? Though? Do they have to work full time or do they have- um, No, so for an apprentice, what they do is um, 20% 20% of a working week is the day release to do the apprenticeship kind, you know, like the proper uh, traditional study, but everything else in the workplace contributes to your learning credits. Okay. So if you think about it, um, it's, a, it's a way of giving a younger person work experience, uh, you know, proper work experience as staff, but still having the proper academic experience as a mm. learner. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, opportunity which until if I hadn't been here I would have had no idea and I'm just wondering how are they reaching out to um, people uh, the children because like years ago like um, Brian I'm sorry like Justin had said he said um, you used to have a career service which is um, which you would go to at school but I on I don't even believe most of the schools actually are aware of what you have um, available. Well, strangely enough, um, for this year, I was going to say, for this year, um, 
when I launched the Civil Service Apprenticeships page on the careers website, that was during National Apprenticeships Week, which was being driven by Department for Education. Um, mm. Because of lockdown and the fact that all schools had to do online learning for classrooms, mm -hmm. I was able to get the link out to more schools than I would normally be able to if they hadn't okay. been digital learning only. And then um, following National Apprenticeships Week in February, I followed it up with National Careers Week, which actually was run by a coalition of teachers. So it's, um, it's about 5,000 different um, teachers and educational specialists from colleges across the UK have all got together to actually create National Careers Week itself and promote career opportunities, not just into schools, but into colleges and into universities. So that was from the 1st to the 6th of March. And I'm very pleased to tell you that even though it's called National Careers Week, they've left all their um, virtual jobs fair information open. So it's still running live since March, all the way through April, and they're gonna keep it open all the way through May as well. Oh, wow. I know, it's incredible. Um, so if you Google National Careers Week, you'll see their stuff come up about different um, major organizations. And the civil service is just one of a few different ones. The BBC was the big flagship sponsor for it this week, uh, sorry, this year. I think, I think one of the things one of the things Justin did mention at the beginning of this was the schools outreach program from the civil okay. service. Sorry, I might so, so Justin, so I just asked Justin if you want to talk more about the schools outreach program because it's a slightly different thing. I'm sorry, I've, I've asked a lot of questions. Yeah, no, thanks, bro. No, 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 it's really good, um, Lucy. It's, um, carry on. No, no, so that's fine. So Lucy, as mentioned at the beginning, and I know you mentioned that you may have not caught it. So in my home department, so as Brian mentioned, the um, Department for Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy, I am part of a uh, network called School Outreach Programme. And what we do, we have uh, colleagues across the UK um, who work with schools, which of course we can't do at the moment due to COVID, where we would go to those schools and do presentations on what the civil service is and what, you know, the kind of different roles in the civil services. So it's very much um, a, a structured program, either aimed at schools or aimed at colleges depending on the relationship we have with the school or college and also as well if we have a representative in that particular region or area. Okay. So the school outreach program was originally based just in London and we were trying to capture as many schools. Um, so if you're, you know, if, you, if the school where your child goes might be interested in, in getting in contact with us, please, as I said, just send your details details to Matilda 
Okay. Um, thank you. Thank you, Lucy. Um, so I think this is really, you know, a lot of details to, you know, information to get through. And even, I'm really even, I'm keen about the, you know, community outreach. So because again, in Essex here, where we live, and I think we, a lot of schools will benefit from that. And I think because there's a gap if you compare to London. And so I, I don't want to go through the, you know, demographics or, you know, the number of students who have come out of, you know, who have just finished GCSD, but they kind of, you know, don't really know what to do. I think I think I I'd spoke to um, because I didn't even know myself. I because I have few of them. I think one of them called me was in last week. You know, just trying to get a cleaning job. I'm like, come on, you know, you've just finished your GCSE. Why why were you up for? Why would you even think about that in the first place? So I, I, I things like apprenticeship, I, I, I was, you know, I didn't, didn't even occur to me. So it was just, again, I spent my time trying to, you know, deviate her from the thought of having to get a cleaning, a cleaning job, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I spent like two hours, you know, doing that. And then she also said, I go to McDonald's then? I'm like, no, no, you should think of, you know, have this career, goals and career aspirations. Okay, uh, I think Mrs. Adeshina does have a question. Hello? Sorry, yes, just a quick um, suggestion. Would you consider approaching primary schools? Mm. Because I think it's really important to start from the very grassroots, from the very beginning. You know, if from the start, if the children know that they need to work hard and um, there are opportunities within civil service. At least it starts giving them ideas from a very, very early age. So it's not so much um, putting necessarily pressure on them as such, it's just encouraging them to have aspirations, you know, higher aspirations from an early age. Brian, do you want oh, to answer sorry. that? Sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. So I was just in the chat. I'll just put the National Careers Week information in the chat. Um, so it's a virtual jobs fair and it's got a whole load of links um, in the chat. Um, I'm not sure about um, primary school level. Um, the only reason I'm hesitating is a question of um, resource capacity to be able to fulfill reaching out to that to that um level of younger people um because if, if i think of it from a business modeling perspective the reason why the school's outreach is more towards almost the school lever end of the spectrum is because there's the um, imminent potential employee perspective so i know what the, um, the, the, the lady just said in terms of starting early to, to ingrain some kind of um, occupational occupational thinking into the educational system. But I did, I, I, I'm not 100% I'm not convinced, and this is my personal opinion, that it's, it's an easy thing, it's an easy nut to crack to actually sell the idea of drilling down deeper from a civil service perspective, because we only have a certain amount of resource and there's only a certain amount of reach 
that we even do with the school's outreach itself. That's why when Justin said it started as a pilot for the schools, sorry, for the London, the London area, the idea of this London and Southeast area um, is quite small when you take into account the whole United Kingdom and the Union, because obviously the amount of schools I'm talking about in terms of school leaders is, is quite big if I'm talking about the GCSE level. So um, as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not, um, there's a bit of me which is quite hesitant to say anything in relation to um, how, how the civil service would broach doing that sort of more in-depth occupational training at a primary school level. I don't know what you think, Justin. Family and friends, sounds about it. Justin? Hi, so, yeah, no, Brian, can you hear me? Yep, yep, can it. So have you got any thoughts yeah, on that? Yeah, so um, I, I must admit, I, I was, yeah, so I, I was just going to put something in the chat. So with the school outreach program, we, we depending on the, the location of the school, whether it's a primary school, secondary school, etc. as long as we can get there, um, we, we will come and visit. So we have a number of volunteers, as I mentioned previously. We have different material aimed at different groups of kids. So, for example, I've, I've attended primary schools and talked about my own personal career in the civil service. I've also as well attended primary schools and just um, helped them understand about finance and saving money. So there's, there's a way that you can still um, present what the civil service is but at a level that maybe they will have a bit of interest too, to as, as, as mentioned, to maybe give them a bit more aspiration or at least give them a different option. So I, mm. I, I definitely um, think it's a great idea. And actually we're, we're, we were doing that before the pandemic. Ah, okay. Yeah, because I was just thinking about the whole United Kingdom perspective from the civil service outreach perspective. Um, yeah, maybe you know, it's not my speciality area, I must admit. Okay, thank you. Akan, do you have a question? I think we'll be conscious of time though. Do you have any questions? Yeah, I know we are running out of time. Uh, just to thank uh, Justin and Brand for you know briefing all of us on these, but I, I joined later. I don't know if the remit was only for graduate. My question would be, how easy is it for experienced um, professional to get into the civil service? And then secondly, um, Justin, considering you transited tw uh, 12 years ago, compared to what you have now, how easy would that be? Thanks. Uh, so hopefully, client, uh, you can hear me. So I think there's, there's two. Two things. I think definitely one, and I didn't really get that much opportunity to elaborate at the beginning. So there's a there's a big push um, to move jobs out of Whitehall, so that's the typical Westminster, into other regions and areas. So there's definitely more opportunities that are going to become available, moving jobs from the south to the has put in the chat about the um, civil service careers. That's a really good starting website to look at because it gives you not only an understanding of the kind of different departments and the kind of different roles that you might be interested in, 
It also as well gives you an understanding of what to expect with regards to um, providing examples of your experience, but in a way that it fits in their behavior structure. Um, and I won't go into too much detail because all of the information's there. But when they do external recruitment campaigns, this is where they're actually looking for people like yourself who have got experience outside of the civil service. So in the current business structure, business industry, because they do actually want and require more people who have got who have maybe come from different businesses or different experiences to come into the civil service and help sort of um, add value to the existing people that's already there. Um, I hope that answers the question, but happy happy to elaborate if you want more. So can I just add one thing on as well? So yeah, on the on the homepage of the Civil Service Careers website, one of the things I put on last year was a map. So to help people understand available vacancies around the area where they live across the whole of the UK, you can actually use that map. And it's, it's got a button which says, vacancies near you so when you push the button as long as your laptop is enabled or if you do it on a smartphone it'll just work automatically it will give a 50 mile radius around where you're sitting and show you some available vacancies so i was i was actually running through this with people in the north of england last week and it was working brilliantly and they didn't because it's quite a new feature it's only existed for the last six months on the website. So have a look on the homepage of Civil Service Careers website, and that will help to pinpoint the um, um, where you, jobs near you. And also the uh, hot off the press new feature is the career matcher. So if you use the career matcher, it will give you a very quick, easy guidance of the type of professions that you might be really good in. Again, it's a prototype, which I've launched in the last four weeks. Um, and it's just to give people very quick light touch career guidance you know it's almost like the fast food of career guidance you know what i mean so when you go on it it's like three minutes and you've got a nice uh, signpost to look at different professions so that's that's two two things which might be helpful thank you okay okay um yeah i think we're we're done thank you it's um um i don't Yes, I think we will finish uh, at, at exactly nine, uh, Justin. Thank you so much. It's just, again, uh, there's so much information, you know, within this short time. Um, and I think uh, we will invite you again, uh, considering when the lockdown is over, because, again, I think we do, we're considering to have a workshop for, you know, for all young adults sometime in the summer. Um, so if permitting, if we are allowed to do that, and so we will invite you to come and speak more about, you know, the, what the information you've passed on today, but again, repetition is key. So we will invite you to come and, you know, share this information with the young adults themselves so they can ask more questions if they want to. Um, I don't know, Jackson, can you hear me? Is it there? Jackson? Yeah, 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 I can hear you. Yeah. Okay, do you just want to ask a question? Yeah, I just want to ask like, um, what about for people who are in the midst of like, they're in the middle of education and currently just studying like, um, they finished their first degree and now they're doing like masters or they're doing like postgrad education. What opportunity are for them people at that level? Right, um, sorry, Justin, do you want me to 
answer it quickly? Please, yeah. Uh, okay, so basically... Yeah, go, go for okay. it, Brian. Oh, wicked. So even even though we do have the Faster and Graduate Programme, um, we do have departments and professions that run their own um, graduate, graduate development programmes as well. Mm -hmm. So you can actually still go into the civil service job system and search for graduate programs but if you as i said if you come back onto the civil service careers website and you look in professions mm -hmm. professions will advertise their own um graduate development recruitment programs which are specific to a profession so i know government commercial profession have got their own graduate um, um, graduate um, development program where they're looking for people who may have gone beyond just having a degree who are going more into masters so it's, it's almost like another level of um, graduate development programs so that's one thing and also um, there, is, there are roles there are just more senior roles where they're looking for people who've got the experience and the qualifications but a lot higher up I mean one of the things I've seen advertised recently was for people to come in more as senior roles because of the significant level of academic, um, academic prowess and qualification and experience. But I mean, I'll be honest, they're a lot rarer because there are a lot fewer roles at that level. But they do exist and there are fellowship programmes. But as I said, fellowship programmes, very rare. Um, latest ones I've seen are around science, so scientists, um, economic, um, economists, um, analysts. So there's a few different fellowship programs. So I know Ministry of Defence run a few of those. So they are there, but it does mean you have to do an intelligent Google search to be able to track those ones down because they're not, they're not um, um, massively um, prolific or prolific, I should say. Does that, does that help? Yeah, thank you, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Okay, I think we'll leave it here tonight. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Justin. Um, and we will. I will, you know, share your your the information you've just sent through to the wider group. And if any more questions, uh, I've got your contact details by LinkedIn anyway. I uh, will contact you through there. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Have a nice evening. Bye. 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 Bye.